Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Ledyard from FanRagSports.com, along with Trevor Sycama from PewterReport.com, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Trev, we buried the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. We said goodbye, sayonara. We said we had a funeral for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was very sad. You cried, obviously. I obviously did not. <laughs> this week, we're having a funeral for a couple more teams who unofficially are are cooked at this point in the season. And some people would say, well, the Bengals were cooked a long time ago, but we're talking about the Bengals today among a couple other teams. Um, And you look at the Bengals and you look at the way this season went. And to me, the biggest thing and the biggest thing for the last couple years for the Bengals is there's a lot of talent on this roster. The defense has actually played pretty decent this season. Biggest thing for me, when you look at Cincinnati right now, this team has to have a culture change. They have to have a head coach change. Something has to change because everything that they've been doing the last couple of years, even with some of the talent they have, it's just not working and it's not good enough at this point. The Bengals, to me, are forever that team that will um, be kind of scrappy, uh, have their run here and there. But the Bengals, to me, are the ultimate uh, wild card weekend team if they're a playoff team. The Bengals, I, I at no point ever expect the Bengals to make it out of wild card weekend. And yet I always think that they <laughs> might get there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I always think that the Bengals could be a team that could sneak in, you know, at nine and seven or something, maybe even 10 and six, whatever. And I always think the Bengals have a chance to get there. But I never at any point think that they can get beyond that ever. So, like, that's just what the Bengals are to me. And some some years that's what happens. They do make it to the playoffs, but then they get bounced early. Um, other years, it doesn't look so pretty. So they've had the same head coach, like you said, for a long time. Marvin Lewis has been there, whew, I think, longer than anybody expected. Uh, longer than anybody else in the NFL, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's had a he's had a decent amount of success, and I think it's when he has had success with his failures that have kind of helped him remain the head coach of Cincinnati. But, I mean, Belichick's you know, been if, there if, longer. Belichick's been in New England longer. Think about that, though. It's Belichick, and it. then I believe it's Marvin Lewis. I'm pretty sure. This is like year 15 or 16 for Marvin. Holy cow. Yeah, that's longer than what? Sean Payton, longer than Mike Tomlin, longer than McCarthy? I was, I was 10 years old. Yeah, think about that, dude. I was 10 years old when they announced think, that Marvin Lewis would be the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. Think about how little success they haven't won a playoff game. Think about how many head coaches would have been fired at almost every other team around the league if they had oh, not I mean, won the a Bucks playoff game. Got rid of them. Bucks would have got rid of them in two months. Right. For Steelers, I mean, that, that doesn't even happen, but... Yeah, I mean, they don't fire people, but if you didn't make playoffs for 15 years, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's unbelievable. You, but you said it, the Bengals are committed to, at best, mediocrity. Um, and at worst, and they're I a bottom mean, feeder team. If you're, and I mean, to be fair, right, like, if you are making the playoffs, like, if you're a wild card team, you're not mediocre. But you are mediocre in terms of postseason success. And when you I look at the had... AFC most years, or at least recently, I've, it's been ugh, pretty bad. Right. I mean, like, I'm, I, that, and that's the thing. I never expect the Bengals to be a team that can go far, that can actually, that can, getting to the playoffs is certainly the goal, but, like, at some point you have to, like, you have to take the next step, and almost at no point in Marvin Lewis's tenure, maybe those years that he, they were really good on offense with Palmer and Ocho Cinco, that Palmer ended up getting hurt on that play in the playoffs to, uh, I believe it was your Steelers. Yeah, uh, Kimo. Kimo rolled up I mean, on his leg. Other than... That year, I've never looked at the Bengals playoff or not and thought, yeah, they can make a Super Bowl run. And so that's, I mean, that's a problem. If if I'm a if I'm a fan, if I'm somebody buying into the Bengals, if I'm looking at keeping a head coach, especially, 
you've got to be able to at some point take the next step. If you don't have a coach who, who allows you to take the next step, I mean, what are you doing? You know, right. so that's kind of my thing. And and they're at a they're at a decent point right now because you and I talked a little bit before where their draft needs. You know, if we're if we're cooking them, if we're putting them six feet under, if you will, in the grave, we're having a service for them. Uh, what are the draft needs? One of them could be quarterback. You know, who knows, Andy Dalton? And, and if you bring in a new coach, you yeah. have that opportunity. Yeah, there's an opt out of Andy Dalton's deal. I understand, um, and where the Bengals could get out of it with less cap arm than you would like. I mean. If they did it now, it would be devastating. But you know, if they if they were to opt out of it this offseason, I mean, so there's a possibility that he could be on a different team. There's the possibility of a trade. Um, you know, there there's a lot of different things that could happen with Dalton. It's not going to happen unless there's a head coach change. There has to be a head coach change. There has to be you have to clean house. Um, the Bengals have talent, so I don't mean like clean houses in like trade AJ Green or something like that. But you know, they have a decent secondary. William Jackson's played really well. Darquez Denard's finally playing. It feels like we've been waiting four years to talk about Darquez Denard. Um, he's finally playing uh, and playing pretty well. Um, so I think that this group could be a very good football team. They've, and, got, you know, they've, got, young, they've got young pass rushers exa- now. Exactly, young pass rushers. You know, I, I don't know. You can argue whether Burfecht has to go or not, but you know, I still think linebacker's nah. a position they could find talent at. Um but they just they need a culture change, man. There's two, there there's a lack of self control and a lack of accountability amongst the players that is obvious uh, both off the field and on the field. You know, this is a team that doesn't have control of themselves, especially in big games, and they consistently blow it, um, shoot themselves in the foot in those games. They've just been kind of an embarrassing meltdown of an organization on a consistent basis. Um, and so, I, I think that that starts with the head coach and the fact that he hasn't Marvin Lewis is you know it's kind of been um said for years that he doesn't hold his players as accountable as he should and um some things like that that have just kind of led this to this just unraveling uh year after year and so i think that he's got to go but i do think i mean to me andy dalton you know i rank, write your quarterbacks down and rank them how you however you will but i don't know how i mean andy dalton's got to be a bottom 12 quarterback in this league at this point i mean i i don't know that there can be any question about that i mean maybe he's better than flacco but He's not a good quarterback right now. I mean, I mean Flacco's a bottom yeah, 12 quarterback. Right. Flacco's so. for sure a bottom 12 quarterback. Maybe a bottom 7-8 quarterback. I mean, I think he's one of the worst starters in the league. So, I don't know. I, I mean... Ravens to, fans coming at your neck. To, to, to me, it's hard. Are they even or do they agree? <laughs> to me, oh, it's yeah, hard maybe, with... I don't know. With Dalton, it becomes hard because you always want to ask yourself with with positions that there aren't a ton of quality players at, or or, or like even a coach. To me, I, my biggest thing with a coach is: can you do better? Are you sure that you can do better if you let go of this coach? With Cincinnati, no question for me, they can do better, and it's time for something new. Um, but cue the John Gruden rumors. There it is. Let it go. John Gruden rumors. John Gruden to Cincinnati confirmed on this pod. That would be a weird fit I, that would be unusual um can you imagine if we broke john gruden news on this podcast that'd be unbelievable get on that you're a tampa guy you can take right. care of that um but i i think with dalton the question is is it possible for for cincinnati to get someone better um yes i think it is you know i don't i know we're not crazy about this draft class or anything at quarterback but even if it isn't in the draft is it kirk cousins is it somebody like i mean those guys are better options than Andy Dalton, I think. Um, get an offensive-minded head coach in there. Get in someone. You know, maybe it's you. Maybe it's a new start for Hugh Jackson, and you get him in there. And in that case, maybe you're fine with Dalton because Jackson did get the most out of Dalton when he had him. So 
Um, but there's got to be a change. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, other positions that Cincinnati can look at, offensive line, man. This is It's a bad time for it to be a bad offensive line class, at least at tackle. Um, I think there's a little more hope inside. You know, We'll see as we get closer. Maybe some guys will emerge. Um, we'll, I think the rankings will kind of sort themselves out a little bit more as we see what's Connor Williams like, you know, how's, how's he, cause I think he's supposed to be back this weekend, maybe potentially, uh, from injury I saw, um, which is obviously great news. And then Orlando Brown and where things shake out with him and Mike McGlinchey. And, uh, but I don't know that those guys are your typical top 10, top 15 type pass protectors, um, that you want at left tackle. So, you know, you start moving to other names maybe and seeing, you know, trading back a possibility. But, you know, I think if you're Cincinnati, you're probably going to win a couple more games this season. Um, what are they now? Three and six. You know, maybe you finish five and 11, something like that. You're probably picking somewhere, you know, five, six to, to 10, 11, somewhere in that range, I feel like, when the draft comes around. So, you know, it could be an opportunity to trade back a couple more spots if one of those teams that's behind you is trying to move up for a future quarterback. Maybe that's Arizona, you know. Um, maybe it's uh, another team. Maybe it's the Steelers. You know, could be an opportunity to do something like that. So, so we'll see. Um, they've also got some tough free agent decisions to talk about in the offseason. I'm sure Eifert will go uh, based on the fact that he just hasn't been healthy at all. Uh, Jeremy Hill as well, Andre Smith, Kevin Minter. Um, so there it looks like they're standing to lose some people uh, as well. Russell Bodine, their center. Um, so they've got some decisions to make on that front uh, also. Houston. Houston's a weird because I think they would probably be the sixth seed in, in the AFC. Uh, J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless and Deshaun Watson not been hurt. Um, you know, Houston's a good football team when they're healthy. Um, yeah. And even yeah. though I think some people want to get Bill O'Brien out of there, and I agree he mismanaged the, no. the end of two games, but I, he did no. really good things with Deshaun Watson. I don't want to shake yeah. up that environment for Watson. I nope. thought the offense looked great. I think you've got to keep that marriage in place. Yeah, you can't get rid of Bill O'Brien. Not now. Not after what you saw with Watson in just uh, his rookie year. No way. Right. Um, you have to believe that unless they know something that we don't, you have to believe that, that, that like you just said, that, that word, that marriage between the quarterback and the coach um, is we, something that was just, I mean, really even scratching the surface. Not that Watson's going to be perfect, you know, when he comes back next year, but you, you've got to think that there was something there. There were too many signs uh, and, and a young quarterback and a yeah. franchise quarterback to, for you to, like you said, for you to mess up. So I, I, I can't go there. But like you said, they're a pretty good football team. Um, they're kind of unique in their offensive weapons. Like, for example, like Will Fuller at one point had like six, his last six catches were six touchdowns. <laughs> and so like, and, and obviously like New Hopkins is kind of all over the place. Their tight ends are really weird minus when Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage are there, in which case they're just like target monsters. Then Lamar Miller is, is, you know, he's a, he's a top five back. And when the offense is flowing, no, there's a, he's like a not fun. No, I'm just saying like from a, I don't mean, I don't mean to say like he's one of the top five running backs in the NFL, but like from a production standpoint, just even from like fantasy football stuff, I know he puts up tons of yards in production and things like that. Just like when the offense is rolling, Lamar Miller, I think is a great, running back no you don't like him i think they need to find another running back no way somebody like more dynamic oh. I, oh my god what he's so plain he's he's a guy you can get in every draft in the third or fourth round they did it they I, got deontay foreman that's lamar miller you think all right same dude right, we we're just gonna super agree to disagree on that one so. what, why is your why do you love lamar miller like this what have I you just, ever seen from I lamar think, i think lamar miller is good I think he's a complete back. Oh my! I don't know. I I can't get on board with Lamar Miller. I 
He's not even averaging four yards a carry this season. I just feel like every I mean, year he's Houston at like 3.8. Blows. Yeah, I mean, they like, do blow. He listen, he got better. He got he was at his best in Miami, like that 2014 season. I was with you. I was like, this guy should get more opportunities. Like he's good. But he just doesn't make enough plays. Like he goes down on first contact all the time. I know PFF had him like he was like the easiest back to bring down in the league. Um I don't know. He's not like explo- explosive to me or like a great receiving back or I don't know. I think they can do better. Look at the weapons they have in the passing game. I, first, I this is the first year that he This is the first year that he's got less than four yards of carry. Okay, that's true. I am seeing that. I still think he's bad. I mean, I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's you say he's a great running back. I don't think he's a great running back. I don't I don't know if I can get on board with that. I think he's a, I think he's I think he's a solid average football player. That's wow. how I describe him. Yeah. I know. That's insulting. I'm harsh. That's insulting to me. But I don't think running back is necessarily a need for Houston. Um I think that I think that offensive line has to be the biggest priority to me. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you lose a guy like Dwayne Brown, and I know Brown may be on the downside of his career and stuff, but you just can't lose a left tackle in the in today's NFL. And, and Chris Clark and Kendall Lamb and Julian Davenport, I know he's a fourth rounder. They have a lot of hope for Brino Giacomini. Like, these guys have been awful this season, awful. Um, so I think you need one, maybe two tackles. You're probably going to find one in the offseason. You keep developing Davenport. I don't think you'll. Know, we'll see how and, he I mean, progresses. Here, but. Here's the thing, too. Like now that you have your franchise quarterback and he is young, and you know, like they have the Sean Watson for at least five years, right? Like, I would draft an O lineman every single year, every right. single year. And you have the chance to be something great with the Sean Watson. Do not at any point let offensive line be the reason why you are not contending for wins. I would draft an offensive lineman every single year, everyone. Yeah, I, I honestly would too. I would make it the absolute top priority, um, it, both in the draft and free agency, because maybe in, Nate Solder is going to be a free agent, um, and we'll see he's 29. He hasn't played that well, but still you're talking about a guy who's better than most tackles in the league, so we'll see what happens with him. There isn't a great market after that, which I know is not surprising to anyone. Um, Greg Robinson, Chris Clark, and Gia Camini, who are already on the team. Uh, both really Yikes. Bad. Stevenson, uh, Byron Bell, who is the backup to Chaz Green. <laughs> so, you know, it's not pretty there. You know, it's, Yikes. It's bad. It's a really, really bad class uh, in free agency. So I mean, good good left tackles don't hit free agency, sure, man. Right. They, they just shouldn't. don't. Yeah, so we'll see what happens right. with Solder. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that uh, that's got to be the biggest priority to me with Houston uh, in the offseason. They've got to – Got to get better at tackle, and honestly, probably got to get better at guard too. Uh, and I don't think you can reach for a tackle if you're at the top of the draft. Because how many more games is Houston going to win? Um, let me tell you who they play here, uh, Trevor. Because uh, I think you're going to okay. you we we could. What are they three and six right now? Okay, here's their next yes. few games: Arizona. Okay, at at Baltimore. I don't think they win either of those games, but I guess it's remotely possible. At Tennessee, yeah. then they've got San Francisco. They could get a win there. That's a possibility. Um, at Jacksonville, against Pittsburgh, at Indianapolis to end the season. So what, maybe two more wins? Two. Yeah, maybe I'm going two. two. So this is a 5-11 team. So they're probably going to be picking right around the same range as the Bengals. So that's pretty go. high, and they're pretty honestly a pretty good roster. Defensively, you look at what this team needs. I know I think Jonathan Joseph's going to be a free agent. To me, the corners have worn down. Kevin Johnson is a good corner, but I don't. can he stay healthy? That's always been the big question mark. 
Um, I think they need help in the secondary big time. Uh, I think that Zach Cunningham, Dylan Cole, those are your linebackers for the future. Um, I think they've got the pass rushers. I think DJ Reader's a, a star in the making on the inside. Um, I think that they're good there. They're set at receiver. Um, Lamar Miller's decent, like I said. <laughs> you know, you can think about running back maybe later in the draft if you need one, but they, I think they like Foreman. I think they feel like they're set at running back, set at quarterback, set at wide receiver, pretty set at tight end. They've got their center of the future in Nick Martin. You've got to find other offensive line talent, and I think you've got to find help in the secondary. But I don't think there's a ton of needs here. And in this offensive tackle class, wouldn't surprise me if the Texans try and trade down. Um, I know I'm saying that about everybody, and oh, everybody wants to trade down. But I, I mean, I think the Texans could be a possibility because let's be honest: if the Texans, if Watson's healthy and and Merciless and Water probably healthy, I mean, those are to me their two best defensive players. And Clowney's really good, obviously as well. You know, if those guys are healthy then this is we're talking about a totally different team you know what i mean we're talking about a playoff team yeah this is a playoff team. especially yeah. in the afc i mean ugh. so tough schedule the rest of the way we'll see how they figure things out um but i i like houston spot i like the fact that they, if they get watson back i think they could be a big bounce back team next season um we got one more we chicago got one more chicago cornerback edge wide receiver but good news is they won't at least be looking for a quarterback we'll see um, what the yeah. regime changes are there and and what happens with Trubisky, but that's kind of encouraging for Bears. It's It's been a while since the Bears weren't like kind of on the clock in the draft and people weren't talking about a quarterback, I feel like. I feel like yeah. that's almost no, every year. Um, yeah, and they have some – I mean, like they have some nice pieces on defense, and some, some nice pieces on offense, some young talent, some yes. uh, building blocks, certainly. You know, so at least they're going in the right direction. You know, they're not starting this draft from ground zero, which is good. Right, I think – you know, corner could be a need, but Kyle Fuller's played better. Bryce Callahan looks like a good nickel. Surprisingly, I like Kyle Fuller. I still like Kyle. I, Fuller. Kyle Fuller was my CB one, and he started off his rookie year. People were like, "Oh, he's so good," and then he was bad, and then he was bad for like, and then he got hurt and was out of year. And I was like, "He's going to be a bust." They'll probably cut him, and now he's been good again this season. So I'm like, I don't know what yeah. to think of him. Trust the talent. You got to trust the talent. It's really weird because it's it's it's. People were like, oh, if you had Cal Fuller number one, that was like a big miss for you. And now it's come to the point where Gilbert's out of the league. Um, Denard finally is playing. He was also another one people described as a bust. Verrett was supposed to be the guy, but he can't stay healthier on the field. Oh, Verrett Verrett was my CB1, no question. Verrett was my CB2, but he couldn't stay on the field. So it was kind of like, well... Yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, he's not a bust. Obviously, he's a really good player when he's healthy. But it's just unfortunate he hasn't been able to stay healthy. But the, if those were like the top four corners, I may be forgetting someone. But I think those were like generally the top four in that class, um, just off the top of my head. Uh, then maybe you're maybe CB one Kyle Fuller. People were right. <laughs> maybe we got it right. Even if he was a little bit of a high pick, I think he was like what was he the, like thirteenth overall pick or fourteenth overall pick. Um, so maybe it was a little high for him. But he's played well this season from everything that I've heard and what I've seen Chicago, he's played well. They have a dynamic. I mean, Eddie Jackson and Adrian Amos have been terrific at safety this season. Mm-hmm. I think they're set there. They they maybe need another corner, but I, I don't think it's a crying priority. And I think at linebacker when they're healthy, Danny Trevathan, um, uh, Nick Kwiatkowski has played really, really well as well. But remember Jarrell Freeman, um, he was suspended the rest of the season and was out for the season already on injured reserve. Um, they've lost a bunch of guys to injury. Cameron Meredith, one of those guys in wide receiver um, that I think they'll get back. But I'm not even sure that I would say they need a defensive piece really badly, except maybe another edge pass rusher. Because um, I think Leonard Floyd's a decent player, but I don't know if he's ever going to be able to win 1v1 at a high rate. Um, no, I think he's been I, – I, I, I'd give him a little bit more credit than that. I think he's progressed enough to where 
I don't really think. I think I think you're fine with Floyd. Um, not necessarily that you could have too many pass rushers. You know, if it, it falls in your lap and you can get something good, but um, I, I I think that they're they're in a similar type of boat from Houston in where they have their young quarterback, they have some building blocks around him. Uh, prioritize bringing that up. Um, don't let that side of the ball fall flat because uh, especially, you know, whether it's offensive line um, or certain kinds of weapons that he has, I get Trubisky teams deserve teams. When teams invest high picks in quarterbacks, they deserve for themselves to give it everything they have to make sure that they, that quarterback is in an environment to succeed. And right. so I think when we're talking about top of the draft for Chicago, uh, depending, I, I know it depends on who's there, but I would go as to say, you know, offense is more of the way that they need to look. Sure. I mean, even if it's not tackle because they just locked up Charles Leno for a long time and Bobby Massey came over and I don't think he's a great right tackle, but there's probably not, you're probably not going to get a better one either. Um, I think that when that healthy, that, that line's pretty good. Um, but I would look at the skill positions. I mean, even if, even if Meredith comes back, I don't know what to expect from Kevin White at this point. Meredith has flashed, but he's still pretty much an unproven talent. I don't really like any of the receivers they have on the team right now. So they need a big time playmaker. Um, I think that's, I mean, imagine thing. if, uh, you know, imagine if, if they do just happen to get Meredith back and, and they get Calvin Ridley in the draft, you know, yeah. that then at that point, you know, I like, I think that that is a decent then right. surrounding cat when you got Jordan Howard and uh, Tariq Cohen as well. Yep. Uh, you know, I think that that's something that, you know, maybe you pick up a tight end afterwards in the later rounds. That's, to me, you're starting to build something there. Yeah, and remember they took Shaheen in the second round last year. You hope he develops sure. yep. coming from a small school. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the Bears honestly have a pretty promising roster. The problem is the last two years, especially uh, you know, a year ago, but even this year, have had trouble staying healthy. With Kevin White, with Cameron Meredith, you lose a lot of talent at the receiver position. Then you lose Zach Miller. There go your top three weapons in the passing game yeah, heading Kevin, into the year. Kevin White's not even a real person. You can't convince me that. <laughs> he, I just, like, he's not even, he's not even real. Kevin White was made up. He was a hologram that we saw on the combine that NFL Network somehow got up there. He was so and, much fun uh, to watch his last year at West Virginia. Oh my goodness, was he fun! And and then we've just been lied to. So he's he's not a real person. I wish that that were true because then my heart would not be as broken as it is that we haven't been able to see him uh, for more than four games. Um, something else to note that I didn't mention: Prince Amukamura, Cal Fuller, both free agents, so they could be Ooh. the market for cornerback after. And I don't know what Fuller's price is going to be really interesting to see because he's been all over the place so uh zach miller free agent as well i don't think they really know what his recovery will look like at this point either uh kendall wright i don't think that's a big loss but just a couple of the guys that are free agents for them that i think um you know could be potentially guys that they would like to invest in or or keep around so um we'll see what direction they go there um but i think the bears are when you have a pretty good offensive line a, a a feature running back um and um in your quarterback of the future, it's a great place to start to look at your offense and say, really, we just need like a playmaker, a big-time wideout. And I think that's clearly the top priority for this team, getting a big-time playmaker. I know this draft doesn't have a ton, but like you said, I think Calvin Ridley could make a lot of sense in Chicago because he is a guy that can create easy separation at all levels of the field. He can win vertically. He can win after the catch. Guys like that can do a lot for a quarterback like Mitch Trubisky um, and make him feel comfortable and settled in because you can use him. You could put Ridley in the slot. You could put him outside, and that's the big thing with Dow Loggins' offense right now, I think. There's no versatility in his players. You know, but people are like, oh, he's not doing enough with the offense. And I don't think they're wrong. I've never been like a Dow Loggins fan. I don't want to come off that way, but it's like, what are you supposed to do? Like, 
you know, Josh Bellamy, Kendall Wright, these guys aren't guys that you can scheme around. And, and you know, here's my guy. I'm going to work him. I'm going to work this guy and I'll line him up inside. I'll get him stacked releases because he's dynamic after the catch. And, you know, I'll get him easy receptions because of that. Or, you know, I'll isolate him backside on a three by one look and he can have a vertical shot. You know, there's not really a guy in this team that you're like, yeah, I get excited if you use this guy this way. You know, they're just kind of all guys. They don't have any standout characteristics. You know what I mean? I mean, Kendall Wright is the. The, the most just a guy receiver of all time, right? Like, of all time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing about Kendall Wright that's noteworthy. He's just a guy. They had Eddie Royal on this team. He's just a guy. Marcus Wheaton, just a guy. Just a guy who can't stay healthy. I don't know. So they don't have that guy, you know what I mean? They don't have a guy like that that they can use sure. in, in any type of versatile way to be explosive and to be threatening. So um i think because of that they holds the offense back a ton so they can get one guy like that get meredith back um healthy uh, and you'll see see what kevin white has to offer uh see what you know so what the, what happens at the tight end position i think this could be i think potentially we could i know the nfc stuff we could be talking about a really good team next year um so yeah a lot of good stuff but cincinnati houston chicago your seasons are over you can join us locked on nfl draft five days a week we'll get you covered We'll cover all the 2018 <laughs> prospects, but it's time to join us. So now we have buried the Jets, the Browns, the Colts, the Giants, the 49ers, the Bucks, Cincinnati, Houston, and Chicago. We've got nine teams that we said curtains to, and we'll have 10, 11, maybe 12 next week. I think we'll have a couple more to add to the mix. Then it's going to get sticky. It's going to be start start to get harder for us to pull one out each week. Yeah, um, but we've got yeah. a couple. We we didn't bury the Chargers and Broncos just yet because the AFC's horrible. Both those teams have at least something to hang their hat on, other than unlike Cincinnati and Houston, who I think are, are definitely cooked. Um, I still don't think either of them get there. But you know, the Broncos' schedule is super cozy, um, so it's not out of the question. But they're not good, so that hurts them. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. We've got Ben Albright joining us on the show tomorrow. We're going to talk NFL draft. He's got some really interesting things to say. Are the quarterbacks in this class uh, that I think are going to be really fun to talk about, fun to hear his perspective? I like how Ben goes against the grain a little bit, but he's going to talk to us and give us his inside perspective on a lot of those quarterbacks in this class and where NFL teams may be on them as well. So uh, that'll be tomorrow. Then Friday we'll give you the my bookie lines and we'll lay things down for you as to how Trevor and I uh, would pick uh, the games uh, for this weekend in the NFL. We got to talk about college football at some point a little bit too but it's it's a week slate of games that's why we haven't focused on this weekend of college games as much but as always you keep it locked right here on locked on nfl draft